can you um, start by um, telling me about yourself as a teacher? Well, I've always wanted to be a teacher since I was in first grade. I was so empowered by my first grade teacher mm -hmm. that I decided way back then uh, to become a teacher. Okay. Even though I had skills in other areas, teaching in elementary school is what I wanted to do. So I've been teaching now for about 25 years. Okay. I've taught in the regular elementary classroom. Mm -hmm. I've taught special ed, um, self-contained, resource, um, every imaginable label possible mm -hmm. um, because I have a global certification in mm -hmm. special ed K through 12, okay. as well as being certified in elementary um, preschool through fourth grade and then the middle grades, four through eighth grade mm -hmm. as well. I try not to stay away from middle school because okay. they're kind of strange creatures. <laughs> yeah. um, but I've, I've taught some middle school courses in, mm -hmm. in the summer, mainly math, mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of my passion. But mm -hmm. uh, stay pretty much at elementary. Now I'm teaching uh, gifted students mm -hmm. in K through five. Have you um, always taught in Richmond? This is the only place where I've taught at this level. Um, okay. I've taught at the college level, mm -hmm. other places, but this is the only place I've taught okay. um, at this level. My master's degree is in student personnel, so I've done the college thing as well. But mm -hmm. when I came back home to mm -hmm. Richmond, Virginia, after traveling, so I settled into elementary ed. Great, great. So... Can you describe, the question is to describe your school for me, but you work at several different schools, is that right? I do work at yeah. several Can different schools. Can you talk schools. to us about those different uh, schools? This year I have been assigned to four schools. Mm -hmm. uh, Oak Grove, Swansboro, mm -hmm. um, Fox Elementary, and Shimarazzo. Mm -hmm. One is an IB elementary program, the PYP program. Mm -hmm. um, one is... Uh, fairly diverse in terms of its population. Um, the other two are um, somewhat monochromatic in terms of they're almost exclusively uh, filled with African-American students. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say 98 to 98% African-American. Mm -hmm. um, and low poverty schools. Um, mm -hmm. And those two schools are in the south side of, of Richmond, mm -hmm. which has a lot of struggles. Oak Grove and uh, Swansboro. So, um, both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. What, I, I, I know this, I'm kind of digging into this because I know this is important to your project, but mm -hmm. what, are, what are some of the, beyond the demographics, how else do you see the schools as being different? Um, parent involvement mm -hmm. is one big difference. Mm -hmm. Whereas at Fox, you have a PTA that has a budget probably of $100,000. Mm -hmm. It just raised about $23,000 just on one event. Mm -hmm. um, at Swansboro, the PTA has been disbanded. Mm. Um, and even before it was disbanded because of um, embezzlement by a parent, mm. um, there was very little participation. Mm -hmm. Less than 10% of the parents participate in the PTA. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's one 
glaring difference in the parent involvement. And with parent involvement and parent engagement, there comes a difference in terms of academic performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see a big correlation between the parent engagement and the academic performance because obviously those families where the parents are involved or highly involved, um, they're going to have their students ready mm-hmm. for school. Um, many times when student, when parents are not involved, students don't come ready for school, whether it's in kindergarten or in fifth grade. They're mm-hmm. not ready for the school experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it can be kind of an adversarial experience if parents aren't engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, resources are very different. Uh, even though they're both city schools, the resources that are available to teachers are very different. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a difference in administration. Uh, here at Fox, we've had the same principal for at least 10 years. Mm. At Swansboro, we've had four different principals in the last four years, wow. Wow. which yeah. you know makes a difference in, for the faculty. Mm-hmm. It makes a difference for the children, mm-hmm. um, in that they they're not sure of the structure and and what to expect. Uh, so it, it's very different at Swansboro. Also, there is only one teacher who is on the faculty now. Mm-hmm. that was on the faculty four years ago. One. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I dare to say we've, we've only lost faculty here at Fox because of retirements mm-hmm. and babies being born. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the only time you get a change in faculty. Right. So just that stability mm-hmm. in the teaching environment mm-hmm. um, is a big difference. There are a lot of differences. Yes. Yeah. So... Which um, gets me to your your project, which mm-hmm. is, which is interested in that difference. Um, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about um, the topic that your action research project is addressing? My project is addressing identification of gifted students mm-hmm. and whether or not we need to have different processes depending on the population. Um, at Swansboro, we have had few students identified, less than ten percent. Mm-hmm. Um, according to some of the statistics that are put up by um, National uh, Council for Gifted Children mm-hmm. and um, by other experts in the area, approximately 10 to 20 percent of your population might fall into that gifted high achieving range. Mm-hmm. We found uh, no students eligible in the last two years mm-hmm. for gifted new students um, in grades one through two. Mm -hmm. Um, Here at Fox, it's the exact opposite, where at least 20% of each grade level qualifies for um, gifted services. Mm -hmm. Um, And we use a a matrix that involves multiple identifiers. Um, So it's not a one-test deal where they have to pass one test and you're in or out. We we try to use best practices Mm -hmm. in the city and use multiple identifiers, including teacher references, parent recommendations, achievement tests, as well as ability level tests because we identify based on general intellectual ability. Mm -hmm. Um, 
it, there is a trend nationally to not just find those students who come to us with gifted abilities mm -hmm. because they have been nurtured pretty much at home, but to develop the talent of students as they come to us because we know there are some talented students who will emerge um, as being high achieving in any population. Mm -hmm. And so my, the focus of my um, project is to uh, determine whether or not talent development is a viable option for uh, especially Title I schools or for schools where there is a, a low population of gifted students. Mm -hmm. um, not only t talent development of the students, but getting teachers to recognize talents in different ways mm -hmm. is another point of my project. So my questions basically are, will talent development impact the um, number of students who qualify for gifted programs because they are more familiar with um, the tasks that are requested on the evaluation tools mm -hmm. and will modeling lessons for classroom teachers impact their perception of what makes a gifted student mm -hmm. um, one that they could refer with confidence and then have that student evaluated and identified into the gifted program. Mm -hmm. So you're interested in the, the teacher, um, the te potential like teacher's uh, factor in uh, identification as well, because that's part of yes. the identification process. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. That referral from the teacher is generally how I get my pool of students. Um, and if the teacher's perspective is mm -hmm. either narrow or um, not in line with what we're doing in the gifted program in terms mm -hmm. of reflecting general intellectual ability um, as opposed to academic disciplines, then um, I need to make sure the teacher has the right perspective yeah. of giftedness. Mm -hmm. um, so how's your, how's the, um, have you gone, how have you gone about answering your question? You, you've integrated some talent development ac activities into schools and um, what sort of data are you collecting along the way to, to look at the impact? Um, first, I did um, give second grade teachers at Swansboro mm -hmm. uh, a survey that we usually use in, a, in identifying referrals and the beginning of the school year. Um, those students that had a majority, five out of nine or more, of the characteristics that we were looking for in gifted students or that are common in gifted students, non-academic behaviors, things like humor, um, being able to look at information in multiple disciplines, those behaviors, uh, if students were identified by, by the teacher as having a majority of those behaviors, then they were tested. Um, so I have that survey from the classroom. I then went into the classroom because none of the students who were tested in the second grade group qualified for gifted services. Um, I went into the classroom and taught some critical thinking activities that were similar to what the evaluation tools use. Mm -hmm. Analogies, sequences, 
in a pictorial form, a nonverbal form, mm -hmm. uh, because that's the test that we use to gauge general intellectual ability. Is it is a nonverbal test, mm -hmm. so that the language does not interfere with the identification of a gifted student. Mm -hmm. um, I've taught lessons pretty much at least twice a month mm -hmm. since November. Um, there were many times when I was precluded from t teaching lessons because of testing and um, field trips and other activities going on. Um, but the students have responded well and I've collected data on which students in the classroom seem to get the idea of the various um, gen general intellectual ability activities. Mm -hmm. um, I've also given the teacher the survey again mm -hmm. and talked with her as we were going through um, about what she's seeing in the students and how what we're looking for is not necessarily the student who excels in reading or excels in math, the student who has that problem-solving, critical thinking ability that we can develop. We can teach them the skills in reading. Mm -hmm. We can teach them the skills in math. Mm -hmm. But having that innate general intellectual ability to see things in a different way, what I call integrated thinking, where they're using mm -hmm. the left brain and the right brain together mm -hmm. to look at problems in a new and different way, those are the students that I generally want to work with. When you were conducting your study, what are some of the challenges you faced? Um, and you've already talked about one, which is irregularities in schedule, but anything else that really made this a challenging project? Um, one of the challenges was convincing the administration that this was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And for me to take out class time to promote general intellectual thinking and it's not geared towards one specific SOL. Mm -hmm. um, because the school has been uh, in priority status for the past four years, uh, every minute is driven at the school by attacking SOLs. Mm -hmm. But SOLs are not the end all of all if we're thinking about children in the long run. Um, Developing critical thinking skills will apply to any discipline. And once you develop those critical thinking skills, students generally will be able to succeed in the core discipline areas. Um, so convincing the administration that this was a, a project that was doable mm -hmm. and would uh, yield possibly some benefits for students in general mm -hmm. was one hurdle that I had to attack at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Then, as I said, um, having an inconsistent ske schedule with all the testing mm -hmm. um, that goes on in the school uh, kind of broke up that continuity. Uh, mm -hmm. Students knew what was going to happen when I entered the room, that we were going to do some kind of thinking puzzle, mm -hmm. uh, but it wasn't every week. So mm -hmm. time on task was, was an issue. Uh, so, what did you learn through your, the course of your investigation over the year? What were some of the insights you had? One of the things that I, I learned that um, teachers do come to the table with their own idea of what giftedness is and how mm -hmm. it's displayed, how it's exhibited. 
um, I was only able to work with one teacher at Swansboro because of um, some personnel problems in the other classroom. Mm -hmm. um, but with the one teacher, uh, in our conversations, we, we learned that we saw differences in, in how giftedness is defined. Mm -hmm. um, she has a more traditional idea of, of gifted students in that she thought it was the high reader in the group, um, the high language arts or the high math student, um, that they had to be um, doing extremely well in academic areas. And that's probably because of her background also, um, having a niece who was gifted who read at two. Mm -hmm. um, so she's thinking other students need to be like that and not recognizing giftedness in different forms. Um, and that is key, especially when we're talking about children from different backgrounds, uh, whether it's the different socioeconomic background or ethnic background, um, and even regionally, it can display itself differently. Giftedness can display itself differently. Mm -hmm. um, and so having that conversation with the teacher opened my eyes that not everyone is familiar with the different ways giftedness can be exhibited. Um, mm -hmm. But also in um, teaching kids who have not had rigorous academic um, opportunities mm -hmm. um, to think critically has led me to reevaluate and break down the steps of, of critical thinking mm -hmm. um, in order to create that talent development. Uh, so those are the two main things that I've, I've learned. Why is this important? And um, with that, how, how do you think, how is it important to you as a professional and how might it influence like how you move forward with your professional career and then why is it important more broadly for our system? Uh, I'll start with why is it important for our system. Mm -hmm. um, in general, we're leaving a lot of kids behind that have the opportunity they have the ability, the aptitude, to excel. That not only impacts their growth and development, it impacts the resources that are available to us locally and as a nation. If we are not keen on developing talent, we lose out as a nation. Mm -hmm. um, Personally, um, it is a, a passion for me to specifically impact the African-American community where too often students are marginalized mm -hmm. and um, their way of displaying talents may not be affirmed by schools or by society. So uh, between those two, I just think we, we lose out on resources when we don't develop the talent that we have at our, our fingertips. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. What do you What do you hope if you had a, to send a message to the policy leaders? What What suggestions would you make in relationship to your topic policy recommendations? Well, one of the things that we are doing in the gifted department mm-hmm. is refocusing at those early grade levels, K and one, mm-hmm. and not looking to so much identify um, high-achieving students, mm-hmm. but to develop high-achieving students, mm-hmm. to give teachers the tools, as well as um, to model um, how to develop the tools of critical thinking mm-hmm. in students uh, in all of the schools. Um, and pursuing talent development as opposed to just talent identification, which is a big shift. It's a big shift. Yeah. So we will be pushing more into K-1 classes and possibly even second grade classes mm-hmm. as we seek to develop talent across the city. Um, giving students that foundation of critical thinking will hopefully also impact their success in the core disciplines, reading, writing, mathematics, science, as well as um, social science. Mm-hmm. Um, so more investment in those early years. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Recognizing that many students, especially in the city where the poverty level is high, don't come to school with readiness skills. They mm-hmm. don't come to school with skills on how to think what does the process of thinking look like? And just modeling and going through the process of, of developing that metacognition of thinking about our thinking will help them in all areas. I think so too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It sounds like great work. Thank you. Yeah.